0: duct tape and paperclips. i'm nathan Hartswick, and i'm annie russell this is the show where we re-watch review and ridicule every episode of macgyver for the first time since our childhoods
1: yes and tonight we are breaking down season one episode 10 the title is target, target MacGyver. macgyver
0: oh my god is it gonna hold up we'll find out um but first what is happening Annie? What's uh, what's your life like? You
1: know, I think that, I think last week I mentioned that I was feeling like, oh, like things are back to normal. Like, you know, things aren't on fire and I feel less stressed. It was literally two hours after we recorded that another huge wildfire broke out. So (laughs) I, completely jinxed myself, unfortunately. And, uh, and we went back into fire coverage mode. So that's been this week for the most part, windows are closed again because of air quality. (laughs) So it's listen, it's fire season. (laughs) Uh, you know, this is why we watch MacGyver to, to kind of get our minds off of, uh, things like this.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it does seem like everybody is feeling this i'm sure is that we all have this just cycle like every time you talk to me i'm like yeah i uh i i I was really depressed this week or yeah, I went to the dog park, so I felt better. (laughs) Like like we just have,
1: that's yeah, we should um, should play. Yeah. We should play this for our respective therapists so that we (laughs) can identify some patterns uh, to see which things make us feel better. But yeah, it's not rocket science. Um, It's, it's a tricky time for everybody. I think like obviously um, the news this week was relentless, you know, wherever you can get some uh, time away from the news, I, yeah.
0: I think it's a good idea. Somebody in our orbit, I don't know who it was, was saying that they were going to rent a big house with like three or four friends over the election
1: time. Oh, wow.
0: Like for the four <laughs> days surrounding the election and just go there for emotional support. And I'm sure they'll check their phones once or twice. But the idea being like, let's try to, you know, let's just try Just unplug. To once, yeah.
1: once you've done what you can do, right. like maybe maybe unplug and that's actually not a bad idea i feel like um that could be smart Um, but i'm in whoever that person is like didn't invite me but (laughs) i will be showing up
0: will invite (laughs) myself
1: um so what else has been going on with
0: you oh not much um i i did see a friend's new baby on their porch he's very cute harrison uh Shout out to Harrison and shout out to Lily, who would not leave me alone. The dog had to be put indoors because I had treats in my pocket. Um, But the baby, I mean, put it this way. It was fun to see the baby, but it was a little disappointing because when you meet a new baby, what do you want to do? You want to hold the new baby. And Mm -hmm. that was not an option. So you just have to look at this cute baby and imagine what it would be like to hold it. But it was great. Cool. So today we're going to talk about Target MacGyver, which is a a family episode. Uh, I think of this as a family episode because we meet MacGyver's long-lost grandfather, but also this was originally aired on December 22nd, 1985. So this would qualify as the, the holiday episode of MacGyver that year. Uh, and so uh, we thought it would be nice to have a guest on who is family. Uh, this is an incredibly talented musician and a very funny person, and I grew up with her. Please welcome my sister, Jennifer Hartswick. <laughs> Hi. Hello. No. Hi, Jan. Hi. We were just talking briefly before you came on, Annie and I, about what your memories of MacGyver (laughs) might have been. Um, I'm I'm actually really curious because we've never talked about it as an adult. I was clearly obsessed with it because it was right in my wheelhouse, but you were younger than me. What was your perception of the show and your feelings about the show when you were growing up?
2: Yeah, you were like an eight-year-old boy and I was a five-year-old girl and right. you were my only sibling. And so I wanted to like what you liked because I was like, you were my older brother. And yeah. so you, you, yeah, you really grew up to, to wanting to be him, I feel Yeah, yeah, like. totally. Um, so my, no, I watched it because you watched it. Um, I had a total crush on him. He was, like, super cute, mullet, (laughs) handsome, Mm -hmm. like, hello. (laughs) And I remember that, like, I used to get, uh, like, upset when there was some sort of, like, teeny tiny love interest Oh, in really? the plot line, <laughs> I would get jealous, I swear to <laughs> you. And I and I forgot about it until I watched the episode, but I was like, oh yeah, I remember being like seven, you know, and yeah. like thinking that he was probably my boyfriend or something, yeah. and I would get really jealous when there were like stupid girls on that he was looking at.
0: Wow. Wow! Like
2: I probably like when he looked at the girls in the bikinis, I was probably like, yeah. oh, whatever. <laughs>
0: anyway,
2: um, that's <laughs> my recollection is that I had a crush on Richard Dean Anderson. So that's great. That's I great.
1: wonder if the writers think about that the way that like none of the Beatles were supposed to talk about their girlfriends or wives. Like, what's yeah. it like? Macgyver <laughs> is not supposed to have like a long term steady girlfriend yeah. because you got to keep the the
2: young <laughs> girls wanting more. <laughs> <laughs> you to keep the seven-year-olds really I mean, that tuning is- in.
0: That is absolutely a thing. Like, as the show goes along, they try to introduce love interest for MacGyver, like, on a regular basis, and the public hated it. They wanted him <laughs> to be, like, on his own, free agent. But I always thought of that as, like, a you know, it's attractive, this idea of this guy who, like, is a lone wolf and does what he wants whenever he wants, and he's unencumbered and all that. I didn't think of it as a, oh, we need to keep him sexy for the five-year-old girl demo. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know that that's exactly what I was saying. Yeah. But,
0: um, no, that's what you were saying, Annie. I know.
1: <laughs> but I do know that that's a thing with with heartthrobs is that they don't want to ruin the potential sure. income, yeah. you know, of, of all the people who are going to buy yeah. stuff. But I do, f- I see your point because like him being sort of a rolling stone is part of, his charm and and the character
0: yeah and uh and when i think jen about the way we grew up having like access to two television channels and the shows that we were allowed to watch you know like yeah i mean you can think uncle jesse is cute i guess right like i'm trying to think of like the heartthrobs we had access to there just weren't many of them
2: those were the two. Like, yeah. it kind of looked very similar to me. <laughs> well, yeah. No, those were the two. It's Uncle Jesse yeah. and my God. John Stamos is really yeah. pissed off somewhere. Uh, like,
0: once yeah. he listens to this.
2: I mean, scary. listen, John Stamos has better hair, and that's about that's about it. Otherwise, completely even.
0: <laughs> right, right. So what are you up to, Jen? You're So you went into lockdown, uh, stopped performing for the first time in your whole life, mm-hmm. and now what yep. are you doing?
2: I'm just watching episodes of MacGyver over and over <laughs> again. That's it. That's how I No that's passing that's my, my life.
0: <laughs> that's what I'm doing.
2: Uh, I yeah, no, I, I am here in my house. Uh, we just bought a house right before lockdown, so we've gotten to be here which we wouldn't have for probably another year and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, it's cool. It goes in waves of being totally cool and happy and, you know, inspired. And then it goes uh, to to screaming halts and I want to scream and whatever. So right now it's great. Um, But I do actually have some shows coming up. We're doing a bunch of private outdoor shows. Um, And so that the idea of that alone is keeping me sane.
0: Yeah, we can relate. Annie specifically has been like, you've been itching to want to like, want to do stand up, yeah. but, but don't feel safe doing it. And there's, all these I, weird yeah, outdoor I shows really, and-
1: really want to do stand up. I do not trust the level of uh, rigor that is put into the stand up shows that do exist right now. <laughs> yeah. um, so I haven't performed, um, you know, live. I've done Zoom stuff. But yeah, it's it's been hard. So I can relate. Yeah, yeah.
0: Do you want to talk about Target MacGyver? Because I do.
2: More than anything. Okay,
0: great. So uh, let's do it. Let's jump into <laughs> Annie, our... Annie's shaking her head side to side, but she I... has to. Annie said she wanted to text me when she was watching it, but it was too late at night. I know.
1: I'm on Pacific time and that is the biggest thing is by the time I watch MacGyver, I can't text Nathan about it because it looks (laughs) crazy for me to be texting you at one in the morning. Uh, Your wife is going to be like, why is Annie texting
0: you at 1 a.m. about MacGyver? It wouldn't be the first time. I've gotten a few of those wake up in the morning, get a text from Annie things and it's totally fine. Um, All right. Well, let's let's jump into it. Uh, Should we get a summary, uh, Annie, of the episode?
1: Oh, I would love nothing more. Uh, So (laughs) the opening gambit, of which we have one this week, the opening gambit uh, was they took a a few episodes off from this, um, but it was back this week, and I think it was great. MacGyver rescues a lady general, uh, (laughs) their their words, uh, who is being held captive. at a beach house um, and then nabs her captors using common kitchen equipment. The main episode. After just real quick sabotaging a Middle Eastern nuclear facility uh, MacGyver returns home for some peace and quiet. His handler is waiting for him and informs MacGyver that a contract is out on his life. So the recommendation is that he skip town for a while. So MacGyver goes to visit his estranged grandfather in the Colorado wilderness but assassin Axminster and his goons catch up to him, MacGyver and his grandpa, Harry, set traps for them, luring them into a ghost town where they finally defeat Axminster and his men. Yes. What an hour of television it was.
0: <laughs> it was jam-packed. What this a one. journey. Jam-packed. Uh, all right. So we're going to share our opinions on what worked and what didn't in this episode, as well as how it holds up now. Um, but before, before we get to all that, uh, what, are, what were your first impressions? Uh, Jen, your first impressions seeing MacGyver after all this time? of this episode, whatever your first sort of initial thoughts were.
2: It really has probably been like 30 something years since I saw it. Uh, First of all, okay, I would like to go back to the first thing that Annie said about the Gambit. So this mm-hmm. is a thing that happens. They just do like a snippet of like some idea. They just have extra footage. It's like and a mini movie before the
0: credits roll. It's it like is a mini, movie.
2: a mini
1: story. It's usually I've noticed it's usually an escape based thing, mm. um, mm-hmm. something that they can do really quickly <laughs> um, to kind of just get you in in the mood uh, for MacGyver. And <laughs> but, OK,
2: so and it's like but, a like, mini what? story. <laughs> yeah. But, like, in real life, why does this occur? Like, is it an episode they didn't finish? Is it, like, an idea that they're like, oh, this is going to suck, but we could take this little part? I'm just so curious as no, to how that comes so about. So I
1: think that this was, like, an intentional thing where yeah. – the, you know, this is a whole pitch process, a whole set of writers who are like, the. this is, you know, this short segment that we do every week. And that's just wow. the structure
0: it's like, it's of like the a show. It's like a late night show has a monologue. This has this. Right. You know, right. This is their thing right. that they do before but the it's
2: credits roll. But sort of, it's sort of interesting that it's like a whole payoff before yeah. the thing mm-hmm. even starts. It's like, I wanted to know how the lady general got there. Right. Uh, I wanted to know what else he was going to do with the carrot. like,
1: <laughs> And why they had to refer to her as Lady General, oh, wow. Lady General. Uh,
0: multiple yeah. times. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: Yeah. Well, they like to refer to the person with their name or title a hundred times, I've noticed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that was, yeah. So to answer your question, you uh, your so that's the opening gambit. They have it in yeah. uh, many episodes, but not all. We've we've had a few without okay. it recently, and Annie used to make fun of it, and then she got to miss it when they took it away from her. And oh. then this one almost had two. It had like one and a half, because the him blowing up the nuclear facility was like, also kind of didn't really matter. I mean, we right. needed a reason for them to target MacGyver, but otherwise, right. it was well, like- Well,
1: also, explosions are popular and fun. So sure. if you can blow something up-
0: Yeah. Yeah, it why, was a really good
2: explosion. It was like a real true.
0: Yeah, it was a it was a great explosion. explosion because they didn't shoot it. It came from something else.
2: <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like they they didn't have they, to pay, they just bought it. They didn't have to. No, they bought they them. they stole
0: it from a Rock Hudson film from 1967 called Tobruk. Wait, is that true?
2: Why yes. do we know yeah. this? Why
0: because do we know these things? I do my homework, baby. Wow. Uh,
2: oh. This
1: is yeah. This is a, a systemic problem. <laughs> uh, in, <laughs> In the MacGyver universe, uh, wow. they steal footage from other movies yeah. and cut it in, uh, even when it makes very little sense. Yeah. To wow.
0: the if you're story. thinking, "Wow, that looks way too nice to be from MacGyver," it probably, probably isn't. Is. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Anyway, I mean, I do want to dive into all of the different things uh, about this episode. But uh, any other like first impressions about like MacGyver, the actor himself, or like how did it feel watching it after all this time? it was you know a very touching
2: <laughs> episode and i feel like so to come in on that i was like wow this is um really like poorly written and uh <laughs> like, the way he calls his grandfather by his first name cuz they're so estranged yeah. and then he starts returning fire with the bud at the end. you know it's just it was very, it was an interesting one to come in on i feel like you know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the um, the first
1: name for the grandfather thing was making my skin crawl i'm like who <laughs> On Earth refers to their grandparents by their first name.
0: Who? Well, I mean, that's if you haven't how, seen them in eighteen that's how years. How far apart they are? That's how far apart they are. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it really was bad writing. Um, yeah. I mean that I did sort of throw you into an episode that was a little bit like this was a, and I write it in capital letters. Very special episode, right? Um, mm, for Christmas yes. season and the holiday season and stuff. And uh, yeah, we we're just getting close to having that. Thing that has been missing this entire time, which pretty soon we're going to meet his real handler and really find out what organization he works for. But right now it's like very opaque. Uh, you just don't know. So uh, let's get into it. I, I mean, I, like this very second, he said, "Lady General," I lost my goddamn mind, and then, <laughs> and then the fact that I was like, "This is a, this is so perfectly literal." They put duct tape over this woman's mouth. They do not let her speak. He does not take the duct tape off. She does not have any agency whatsoever. She's a general and she is, they don't let her be any help to this situation. They're just like, you are an object to be rescued no matter how far up the military chain of command you climb. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I can The whole
1: opening was so absurd because you don't normally see MacGyver like checking out women. No, and you so, don't. It's. It was sort of. It felt off to have him like looking at these women uh, playing beach volleyball, yeah. and it, it just was weird. Um, and I also found it kind of a weird setting to hold someone hostage. Totally. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah. why why is this? This is like a high traffic area, first of all. There's yeah. like a lot of people around.
2: People <laughs> playing volleyball right
1: outside. Right outside door. your door, and you're like, this is our bunker. This Give me the binoculars so I can
0: look closer. Yeah,
2: right They're right there. Like everyone's just right there.
1: Yeah. Made no sense. Um uh, and then I did love the just how hapless um the, the criminals were at yeah. the beginning. Like we don't really know why they were doing anything they're doing or like what the backstory on this is. But I just love he's it, just some ice, some, you know, kitchen <laughs> <The toaster>. stuff. <laughs> like that's all it took all he needed to do was make a bunch of kitchen stuff crash onto the floor as a distraction and then he holds that beach chair (laughs) (laughs) over two of them
0: so stupid
1: the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life
0: I loved I have to say I did I did like the gag with the ice in the uh, I mean obviously it's so unrealistic because, I mean, you're telling me he spent like 10 minutes assembling a pot and pan yeah. like mountain yeah. without making a single sound in that other room. Right. Yeah, I took notes
2: and it yeah. said quietest pot stacker of all time. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, And <laughs> yeah, why did so you have good. to take the 10 minutes to do that? Why couldn't you have just thrown a frigging pot on the ground and run out right. the door and right. then <laughs> counted to three? Yeah, when you I, yeah, to three I think the to delay... To we are meant,
1: we meant to believe that the uh, delay was so important yeah. that he needed the time before <laughs> yeah. that stuff crashed. And that um, is often yeah. the
0: case, and this will become the case more later in the episode too, is every time he bu- buys them time, I'm like, you could have just run. It would have been easier. But um, but I did like I, – well, I like a good MacGyver gag that feels like something that a kid can make because like yeah. – I can I can imagine my mother coming into the kitchen being like, "What are you doing?" and me having a bunch of pots stacked up next to the toaster with with oil all over the floor. Going, I'm being MacGyver, you know, like (laughs) it's like that's the fun of it when you're a kid is that you feel it feels accessible to you, you know. Um,
1: And it it reminded me of sort of like a Home Alone esque, you know, trap. But Home Alone was more sophisticated. Than yeah.
0: This. <laughs> <laughs> well, that comes later, anyway, right? The Home Alone's later.
1: Yeah, um, it's later, but it's just it's funny that you know uh, Kevin McAllister is able to come up with <laughs> yeah. more inventive yeah. things than MacGyver.
0: Oh God. Yeah, and I, 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 mean, just to, I have to be serious uh, for a second about this, uh, the, the, the thing at the beginning with the, the guy creeping out on the women and getting the binoculars and they gotta like gotta get a closer look whatever we've seen this a couple times now and I know it's sort of an, an 80 it's of the time for sure um but the idea that the bad guys are being shown as they're like creeping on women and controlling women right and that shows mm-hmm. you that the bad guy is a, is a bad guy and the good guys are like, Protectors and saviors, right? Mm-hmm. But that's still they're still sexist, and they both objectify the women. But it's so like even you look back to, at it with a twenty twenty mentality, you're like, how this is such a blind spot, you know? This idea that like we thought this was a noble hero was the uh, man who came in and saved a woman, like, and and the way you yeah. telegraph that they're bad that they're bad is that they're like. It's like they're
1: hurting or, a woman right, or right. controlling a woman. Which and, I guess and goes
0: all the way back to the dawn of time, right? The princess and the sure. castle and the whole thing. But, uh, but it's just so, it's so uncomfortable to watch a scene like that now.
1: Yeah, especially since MacGyver was checking out those same women
2: right, at the
0: beginning
1: saying. of the... You know what I mean? Like, well, that's I the so,
0: common denominator. They're still objectifying yeah,
2: them. Yeah. But only with the naked eye. He didn't ask for the right. binoculars. Right. He was just like, hey, <laughs> if I see it, I see it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm just going to appreciate with my own two eyes. That's uh, right. Oh, my God. But yeah, I mean, and the lawn chair thing was so unnecessary, I couldn't believe... <laughs>
1: I was like, I mean, you, I'm like glad they went for it because it's like, okay, this is so dumb. This is literally something if you were eight, you would try to do right, to your sister right. true. At, exactly. in a fight. True, you, know, true. It, you
0: probably like a, did that to me. I probably did. Yeah, I was kind of a bully you that way. You probably did that
1: to me. <laughs> yeah, I remember being trapped under couch cushions yeah. and things, you know, by my brother. And like, that is literally the level of sophistication.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. It just felt to me like they had uh, a scavenger hunt. Uh, and, and the last thing was beach chair and they had to force it in there because they were like, all right, we got the pots and pans and the oil and the hose. Um, God,
1: I would love to find out that somehow they just had a, a word jumble that yeah, right? they had to get all, all of these things into an episode. That would make so much sense.
0: Totally, totally. Um, and they end the scene exactly like that junkyard scene we, scene we watched early on. You know that lady general you lost? Well, I found her. He like just calls. Oh, by the way, how uncomfortable was it to watch him train a gun on people um yeah i that was, that was
1: one of the things that i noted this is one of the not the first time we see him hold a gun but certainly the first time that we see him you know really really kind hold of it on pointed somebody. at someone um and so that was strange i felt like that was unnecessary and kind of out of character
2: yeah. uh did you did you notice how like that I thought I was on, like I thought he was doing it on purpose because it was so uncomfortable. Because he yes. was so uncomfortable, yeah. and he was like, "I'm bad acting with this thing." But that's because that's what my character would do. Yeah, he says sit, stay, and he's, and he's like super like, uncomfortable.
0: Like, yeah, he played yeah, it well, but right. <laughs> it shouldn't have been in the script was, to begin with. No,
2: yeah. yeah, that's
1: I that's kind of how I feel about it. And especially if you're going to do something as dumb as like crashing pots and pans to the floor, like did you really need to add the gun scene? <laughs> right. um, you know, you could have had something else. Uh, but I did think that the way he's casual and says, oh, yeah, I, f- I have that lady general that you were looking for. <laughs> we've seen that before. And yes. that seems to be like becoming a thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Except there was no pun this time, which is nice. OK, so and I so we, we should move on from this scene. <laughs> it's been, like 20 <laughs> minutes and we've just been talking about this one scene. True. But- Uh, And then we get like a second opening gambit where he's like suddenly James Bond. Uh, We've talked before about the fact that anytime MacGyver says like, you be here at this exact time, it doesn't feel like him because he doesn't have things planned out to the second. He's all in black, dressing like like a ninja, walking around like James Bond, Mm -hmm. setting timers and bombs and stuff. Um, And I felt like uh, like they were really careful to not show any other people at that plant because I think they don't want us thinking of him as like a terrorist, (laughs) which is really what he is right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's like a strong man who like, they're always very careful to paint how like, this is an irresponsible anti-freedom group that's taken over, you know, like, Oh, they made
1: a point of saying, you know, these people don't like freedom and that's why (laughs) we're doing this. That comes (laughs) later. That that comes later, but but that's his justification for why, you know, he blew up this plant. But like, Blowing up a nuclear facility seems like kind of an off thing for MacGyver to be doing. (laughs) Also, I refuse to believe that is a one man job. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) He just put three of those little boxes and that's what happens. That's what happens. It's an entire raging inferno.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I refuse to believe that he is the only person qualified to do that.
0: Well, we've run against we've run up against this logic puzzle before with Annie, where she's like, "Why is he the only one who can do this? Because it seems like you could just send in a SWAT team for this."
1: Yeah, you know this thing he knows nothing about before today. Like, uh, why?
0: <laughs> I think it's so. One of the fun things to me as like uh, it makes me nostalgic. Is how fucking dumb we were as audiences back then. Uh, he says, "I hardly get the lady general back to the Pentagon when I get a code red priority." And it's like that's what a <laughs> fucking 8th grade like yes. an eighth grade screenwriter would write today. You know, like an, a code red prior. Like we were so dumb. We just bought that as like, oh, that's probably how they talk. You know,
1: <laughs> it's so Well, clearly- you know what's interesting? I wonder if this is kind of like before the days of like now, you know, film and television, there are so many consultants that have actually right. worked in government and right. all of these people who know how things really work and have, yeah. you know, been in the Oval Office and things like that. I kind of wonder if this is maybe pre that. Yeah. And so, so there is- like,
0: Fans who like guessing at it. Right. Do we want to talk about Grandpa first or Axminster first? Because they both need to be talked about.
1: Well, let's start with Axminster. So, what do you what do you guys think? This is uh, as a as an actor, as a guest star, as a character. Uh, what are our thoughts here? Yeah, Jen,
2: any thoughts on the on the exceptional villain I, I, of Axminster? I will, I will, <laughs> he was exceptional. He was villainous <laughs> in the most villainous way. Yeah, I was. I I just want to say that, like, uh, I get the like yeah boss like mentality of like all his little cronies you know what i mean like yeah x minster yeah (laughs) he knows like first of all if he's that dangerous like you're gonna go calling out his name a hundred times and like and he already knows his name and he knows you know his name and then there's like all the footage i'm just gonna skip ahead a little bit there's all this footage when they're riding around in the jeeps yeah and i was so unclear (laughs) whether it was supposed to be narration or they were supposed to be talking because there's all this talk, all this dialogue, but no one's mouths were moving. Right. And so I think it was just a poor editing job. I don't think it was ever supposed to be narration, but I was like, Wait, do I not know is that not X Menster? Because yeah. the voice of X Menster is speaking with <laughs> that dude's mouth is not hasn't moved for the whole scene. Yeah. Um, yeah that confusing.
1: seems like those were that is just like B roll almost. Yeah. <laughs> that they just yeah. Just like yeah. And then, yeah. you know, the, the scene is actually rolling over it. Right? I yeah. think there was way too much of addressing everybody by names in this episode. <laughs> in this How show. many times do we have to say Harry? How many yeah. times do yeah. I have to hear him call his grandfather Harry and then Bud? Yeah. Harry, yeah. Bud. Yeah. Harry. And we've had this in previous episodes where people say MacGyver like so often. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we know who it is. Yeah. Um Yep. I feel like with Axminster, like he is clearly, like, a really bad supervisor. Like, he just leaves his guys. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. yeah well, there is yeah.
1: no support for uh, the cronies where, at there's all. There's one
0: part, point where someone says, they're, al- <laughs> they're still alive, and he said, leave them or whatever. And there's no yeah. way to know they're still alive. They're, like, asleep in a river. They were
2: lying in a ditch, <laughs> and he's right, like, right, leave right. them. Yeah. Right. And they're like, why did just the one person shoot into the water? Where were the other seven? They like they shoot into the water when they're actually in the boat. There's only right, like right, one yeah. person shooting, oh, yeah. and like yeah. and then the whole gag with the reeds—they tricked
0: us, boss. <laughs> like, they set, set us up. Already? That was the, I made yeah, note of that because he just like set us up, like.
1: That's a setup. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's one middle aged dude and yep. one what we're supposed to believe is an elderly man, and yeah. you guys could not get it together. They were literally uh, sitting ducks. Them.
0: That's what they were. Sitting ducks. Yeah, yeah. sitting in a yeah.
1: in a boat somewhere. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, so bizarre. I feel like with the hairy thing, I just have to mention the second this actor comes on screen, I'm like, this is not an age appropriate choice to play his grandfather. Like <laughs> yeah, MacGyver. I is clearly in his like mid 30s, yeah. and this guy looks like honestly a spry gentleman in his 50s. Like, yeah. it does not make <laughs> sense. They're actually, I looked this up, they're actually only 28 years apart. Um, so you tell me if that's a grandfather <laughs> or
0: grandson <laughs> age difference, yeah. I mean, uh, I made note of all this too. The same stuff, I mean, to go back to your original point, Jen, like uh, they, de- they definitely do a lot of work in uh, additional dialogue recording, shall we say? And because Mm -hmm. MacGyver is frequently narrating the action, but then it's clear that they have have the actor in the sound booth. Well, let's get him to like re-record some other dialogue and stuff. And so like, there are so many places where the audio that you're hearing just does not match. You can tell that they recorded right. it after the fact. And I think they get right. a, little, uh, a little trigger happy with that when they have a nice wide shot like those Jeeps. Yeah. Like, because in a wide shot on a, a fucking 13-inch television, you know you exactly. can't tell that those people's mouths aren't moving. So right. now it's a little different. Now you can really tell. But yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of the audio... But inconsistencies. But anyway, uh, I wanted to, the henchman uh, drove me crazy because I was like, okay, so we are supposed to assume that this guy is one of the world's most dangerous assassins. And this is the crew he came up with. And they are basically just like a ragtag bunch of rednecks who with like very, one of them has a beret and one, and one of them uh, in, in something that Annie keeps talking about is that they keep uh casting someone in the episode who looks like someone else in the episode. So we yes. have another black guy with a tan trench coat on, who is one of the henchmen. He's the one who did the really glorious tuck and roll into the cabin, um, <laughs> which you might remember. Um, and one guy in the in the crew, I wanted to mention to Jen because he's he's the little guy with the red plaid shirt and the hat and the glasses. So our dad worked in machine shops uh our entire life. And in throughout through like through the late seventies and eighties, he was working in these machine shops in Vermont where these like hardcore Vermont working man kind of guys who like went out deer hunting on the weekends, like those are the guys he worked with. So those are the guys he was friends with. And I just kept looking at this guy going, he looks like every friend dad ever had. He's like <laughs> he's got like giant oversized 80s glasses and like a dirty like hat on and a plaid shirt and he's walking around with with a rifle in his hand. I'm like, this is a Vermont like redneck through and through. He this is not a world class assassin. Like
1: <laughs> Well, I love with the whole crew. I was it was so confusing. Like I could not figure out what it is these people wanted like who, <laughs> who they're working for no. what nation they're representing yeah, right, like right. it was all over the place
0: yeah we're supposed to believe that this group of people is who like uh, saudi arabia said to <laughs> yes. have a for assassinated like,
1: right like who yeah. are these people yeah like right. it looks like you just called this small town in colorado and yeah. said who do you got <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah although i it does i mean they really do paint axminster himself as an, like this guy's an outsider because he is like his style I loved his look his look was fantastic I couldn't figure out what the point was of this character you know It was like they came up with a cool name and they were like cool, yeah. awesome. Mr. T was not available. <laughs> it's with a
1: lot of these like similarly styled characters that they have, I sort of wonder if like both of these characters read for the same part and they were like we're just going to take both of you. We'll figure out something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the other one to do.
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, and I was and I had such high hopes because um uh, was it the last episode we watched? That, yeah, the last episode we watched had a black actor in it who was like very high status and a very yes. good actor. And like he had a great part in the episode. And I thought, wow, in the 80s, they were like hiring black actors to play high status characters. That's cool. And then we got this fucking weird cartoon <laughs> piece of shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's it's one of those things where it's like, if you look at it, just straight representation, like, yeah. okay, they, they've like done some diverse casting here. But then yeah. you, you yeah. dig into some of this dialogue and
0: you're like, oh, no. Or if you can call it dialogue, the guy barely talks. <laughs> you want him dead or alive, Axe Minster? dead <laughs>
1: <laughs> well that's part of his thing okay that's it right. he's quiet he's a, yeah, he's
0: right. a
2: scary right. man of few words okay yes he
0: just hires a guy a lot of guys who look like uh they're shopping at cabela's for fishing gear <laughs>
1: <laughs> <to> <laughs> they went assassins. to the cabela's in outside of denver and yeah. this is who right. they found
0: <laughs> anyway uh so grandpa um he's oh, right. uh, he's too young to play grandpa he's real i mean he really plays up the hick stuff um But the dialogue between these two characters, I know they're supposed to be estranged, but God, the number of times uh, MacGyver started a a sentence with, do you remember the time? I remember the time when I was like, uh, you remember a whole lot from the time before you were 10 years old that (laughs) pertains to this story exactly. Um, I don't know. What were your thoughts about the family dynamic here, Jen?
2: uh family dynamic i think it's it, when you have a sh- an action show hmm. that tries to have a family dynamic it's always going to be a failure yeah. it's like i'm not even mad about it it's like you know what? at least <laughs> they tried it was the holidays oh he does he can't have a girlfriend so let's give him a grandpa but yeah. like <laughs> was, don't know they why. did play se-
0: they played sexy saxophone music when he first walked in the cabin i was like why you play this sexy music what, for? <laughs>
2: interesting i didn't catch that I, I i guess my ear was more drawn to all the amazing 80s synths happening yeah yeah good. um uh yeah no but you know it's hard to it's hard to, to write that into an action show you know what yeah, i mean yeah 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 uh, uh at least they tried it's christmas They spent a lot of
0: time know. on it they kept coming it, back yeah. to this. you know yes. yeah. it, it yes. never got
2: better no uh <laughs> Their relationship got better clearly after he yeah. got shot. Uh, and then, you know.
0: I definitely hated every bit of dialogue they had together where they talked about their relationship. Uh, the moment when they stopped in the middle of the chase and Harry wouldn't let him go any further until he told him who he worked for, I was like, You got killers on your tail. Come on, man. You can't be stopping to ask him what agency he works for. And then, But I did, I thought that the monologue he gave when he was like shot. The, in the town at night, or whatever, was I, I didn't mind that. I thought that was like the performance was decent on that. It wasn't terribly written. And, uh, and it like he got a moment to kind of stretch his acting muscles as a character actor. And I was like, okay, I don't mind that. Like, but the rest of it, man, I was, uh, yeah. And that, actually, that moment when he stops in the middle of the chase, uh, he MacGyver finally gives him an answer, which we've talked about, but I have to read it because it's amazing. What is it? <laughs> it has to do with freedom and peace, Harry, and some people who don't like either. <laughs>
1: Yeah, which again, as Harry pointed out, that is not an answer to the question that he asked uh, in any way. Um, But
0: it seems to be enough for them to move forward. So I guess,
1: yeah, yeah, I guess it was. I felt um, I I didn't think they needed like the abandonment angle. I think they could have just found like being two men and trying to have a relationship with one another is hard enough. Like when there's not.
0: Yeah right. You a know, full backstory.
1: Of- a full yeah. I think <laughs> I think it's hard enough for for many grandsons and grandfathers to have sure. like an emotionally um, complex relationship, even without that. So I felt like that was just this like added thing that I yeah. wasn't really needed. But my favorite part of the episode um, was what I have called a uh, craft time with Grandpa. Uh, <laughs> And they start to do the little tricks together, like that yeah. was the best.
0: The best. Well, Jen and I grew up in the woods. Do you recall um, ever learning that any of these things were flammable or explosive?
2: Uh, no, no, nope. Um
0: no, I remember, like, I remember playing around with that stuff. I remember throwing different shit in the fire and seeing what, what, what. Yeah, because you what and burned. Greg
2: used to do that. You, we had a male and cousin, cousin and yeah. the mm-hmm. two of them would burn the whole forest down. And yeah. I would not be there for those moments because <laughs> um, I was the good kid and you were the kid who got in trouble.
0: Uh, um, I got in trouble no, because I... of him. <laughs>
2: yeah because of him and me i feel he like he was constantly uh, being like
0: let's light that on fire or he was the um, one who threw obsessed. like the can of wd-40 into the campfire and then like 20 minutes later it exploded you know
2: it was like a 30 foot high flame that we could see from up on the house uh that <laughs> well was not that guy.
0: that one wasn't <laughs> but, <No. laughs> but the, the one with the 30 foot flames we 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 cut down a whole bunch of like three foot tall like christmas trees basically and threw them all on the fire and it those things burn fast and they, they but made didn't a, you
2: ignite it with an aerosol can? If I'm not mistaken, oh, probably
0: we always were lighting yeah. stuff up with aerosol yeah. cans.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder yeah. where you got that idea from. I can't imagine, right? What you saw on television <laughs> that would have, right? Right, uh, I didn't know the pine pitch was flammable. Is I mean, that what I he was think,
0: suggesting? I think you burn that stuff, and okay, if you put it in a candle, it might burn slowly. Um, it like
2: melts.
0: Yeah, I mean, I there's... feel like I knew that you could chew it as gum because Grandpa yes. used to do that. Used to, he used to say that you could do that. I don't know that he really did it. I
1: Maybe... can't believe any of this is familiar to you guys. Like <laughs> you
0: know. <laughs> I Well, I remember because yeah, we had a grandfather kind of like this, like we had a grandfather who would say, hey, you know, the Indians used to scrape this stuff off the tree and chew it as gum. And we right. would just like, so I have this picture in my head of grandpa chewing that stuff as gum, even though he probably never did. And I definitely that. scraped it off the tree and tried to chew it one time and was like, this is nasty. <laughs> this is uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't
1: put things in your mouth that you find on a tree. I don't know. <laughs> no, like. that's, but my that's, grandpa
0: told me to. so Yeah. Um, but I don't uh, I would be willing to bet that it would I mean the the kinds of explosions that were happening in this episode, the TNT level explosions and the <laughs> the bullet level explosions I mean you can't make a a pine nut or a pine cone uh explode like that if you tried.
2: No, or catch on fire that fast. No, it no was way. just like he was lighting pine cones like they were just yeah. laced with gasoline. Yeah. yeah my, they probably were my they favorite,
0: probably were
1: favorite thing though from from craft time was <laughs> when, when <laughs> When grandpa first got into it he was like blow
0: gun like yeah! are we doing this
1: um yeah. and they like they just kind of got on the same page yeah. and that that was pretty Well fun. you're supposed
0: to fig- be slowly figuring out as an audience oh this is where he got his ingenuity from Oh
1: yeah Oh did you not get
0: that <laughs> Yeah, nice. I mean, well, not- there
1: was like plenty of yeah, I mean, there was plenty of uh, of their copious uh, expertly written dialogue right. together where <laughs> <laughs> he he was like, oh, you took that stuff seriously? I told you, didn't you? <laughs> That was uh that was hilarious because i got the vibe that the grandpa was like you don't really like do this stuff all the time yeah do you?
0: <laughs> you didn't turn all this weird crafts i taught you when you were a kid into some kind of career as a as a spy did you
1: apparently you did um
0: oh that's funny
1: only to have macgyver turn around and basically you know save him with it right? uh which which was kind of a, a cool moment
0: so what 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 did not work for me the blowgun thing did not work for me because I was like, "You've established that you have to hit this guy directly in the neck from a hundred yards away in the first yeah. shot." <laughs> so, and it's got to
2: stick really well. Like, what was I don't made believe
0: of? It, I don't believe there is a plant that toxic in the world that would do that. I think it was it was fortuitous that Grandpa was under the bridge and he could slam the other guy in the face. Um, yeah, uh, the which limb. is good because he was only 55, so he had plenty of stuff. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and if so, if that plant exists, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's not native to Colorado. Yeah. All right like i
0: just so <laughs> Um, so that one I didn't really work for me. Uh the one that did work, I thought like when he made when he made his grandfather make a dummy and then he sawed the log in half and it, he yeah. dropped it on the Jeep. I love that because I got to see the end result of the stunt, which so many times now we've seen stunts where he will incapacitate an entire vehicle or he'll he'll blow up a whole cabin, and we will get like three frames of the stunt because they have o- only shot like a very <laughs> tiny <laughs> yeah. amount of it. <laughs> and then they'll like <laughs> super slow mow it in a weird way. So this at least we got to see the the Jeep go into the culvert and into the ditch and um, that stunt actually like worked and the, like the science behind it worked for me it was every time he tried to pick up something that because having grown up in the woods I'm like you can't fucking light pine pitch on fire like it's gasoline <laughs> like I'm assuming uh, that's what it's like for other people who know some of the other shit that he does um, so it was kind of maddening that way to watch that stuff happen I liked that they shot him I thought that upped the ante I mm-hmm. always like when yeah. they shoot people because it they, makes they it, were
2: gonna uh, have to yeah. Like, you know, like, something had to happen. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was, it was kind of amazing that he just miraculously, after a good night's sleep, was like, I'm not shot anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, you know I know feel I mean? like... Like, like, Grandpa got a good night's sleep, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, he threw some punches. It was, it was like,
1: that an- natural antibiotic just uh, it was, it was closed gold up, clay. literally yeah. closed
0: up the shot wound. It is. Yeah, it is funny, though, that, like, uh we started where we started was Lady General on the beach, and then like uh, James Bond explosion, and where we end is this like classic Western scene of yeah. like you know there's people coming into town, and we got to set up some booby traps, and uh, so but funny can, they're really coming. I,
2: what happens to Axminster? <laughs> like he just lies there in the dust, and then right. and then we're back at the truck. Like he's yeah. saying
0: goodbye. Like what happened? What happened to him? Well, also, well, I mean, we're, we're 12 miles from civilization and we don't have a car.
2: <laughs> a car, a phone, nothing, yeah. no handcuffs to tie, mm-hmm. you know, like nothing to tie this guy up with, nothing. You didn't yeah. kill him. You just dropped a porch on him and then he's squirming and then you're like, yeah. well, Harry, see you next time.
0: <laughs> One of the things that we have seen so many times now is that... Um, they just want to push the action all the way up to the end, and then there's, like, yeah. zero closure. It's like, yeah. okay, the action's over. We actually got yeah. more closure than usual this time where we got to see him get on the bus and say goodbye to Harry. But most yeah. of the time it's just like, last stunt, okay, credits roll. Um, so yeah. I, they just did not have time to explain... Uh, what happens to the bad guy because nobody cares. They they're like, we gotta we gotta get these guys they hugging. It took
2: them. so long at the beginning of right, exactly. the story that didn't matter about, to yep. the rest of the story.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or we could have done in like I, I feel like I want to start a segment on the show where we improvise better versions of scenes we've seen in the show. Yeah. Because yeah. because the scene between grandpa and Harry uh, or sorry grandpa and MacGyver could have been like five lines, right? It could have mm-hmm. been like You know, you never you never called or anything. Yeah. Well, I had this thing in Alaska. It would have been nice. Okay, cool. That would have been it. Like, fine. We get it. We understand your whole. But I mean, that's the kind of like the audiences have gotten so much more sophisticated that they just need to read facial expressions now and they understand the dynamic that's happening. And I think then we had really beat it over the head, you know, hard. Yep. 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 <laughs> it's a nice day for hunting. <laughs> really just, it's like they gave him dialogue that are, like this guy learned English 45 minutes ago. And they're yeah. like, can you say this by rote? <laughs> we have to talk about the just simply iconic line. Damn you Axminster. I thought to myself, I really felt sorry for the actor who played MacGyver in this moment because I'm like, you know, you get the script and there's a moment when you're holding your your dying grandfather in your arms and you've got to say, damn you villain, right? And it's so cheesy to do that because in real life, you wouldn't say that, right? Nobody right. outside of a television show says that. And if you're a shitty actor, like most of the character actors who get hired on this show, you just yell it like a crazy person, right? Like like <laughs> the guy who yells MacGyver when he escapes over the border. And he's like, yes. MacGyver! Right. It's like super, super <laughs> clowny and showy. And, and, Maga- and Richard Dean Anderson is such a like naturalistic actor that he is given this like very over-the-top line and he understates the shit out of it. Like he just holds his grandfather and he says, damn you axminster but it's like there's no convincing way to say that line you know yeah no. Yeah. I just felt for him because I was like he, he did the best he could with it but it's a shit well, line not
1: only would you not say it but you certainly wouldn't say it to your dying grandfather yeah. in that situation <laughs> right. yeah. like, right. it's
2: really as, insensitive
1: yeah like as mad as you are at yeah. axminster you probably have another immediate concern right, right, right.
0: you might say it after your grandfather dies if your grandfather sure. yeah absolutely right
1: you like right. it does does not make sense for that Ugh. to be the target of that uh, oh, comment. The uh, only other thing I wanted to flag is something that MacGyver does again in this episode, which really bugs me, is he picks a lock with a knife, which you cannot do. Yeah, um, that is with, the big like, blade,
0: with the big blade
1: of a Swiss a Army knife. With the big blade of a Swiss Army knife. I don't know why this is a continuous uh, trope on this show.
0: But again, it's something that we fell for as kids. I remember yes. watching this and being like, I could I could do that. And I would take my dad's knife and try to open doors. <laughs> Jen, do you remember remember what we discovered about the doors in our house when we were growing up?
2: Oh, yeah. Easy peasy.
0: Yeah. We just had like the like on one side, it used to be the push button lock, not the,
2: you know, you didn't turn it, just pushed it. And on the other side to lock lock people out, it had a hole. And so we would just find things that fit in that hole and pop it open like nothing. (laughs) I mean, like bobby pin, pencil lead, paper clip, like whatever.
1: Anything. You yeah. could do anything, my mom would would flick it with her fingernail and just walk no. into a room like, <laughs> no no privacy expectation yeah. whatsoever, uh,
2: yeah. yeah, I mean, but like how like what didn't you find it heartwarming that Harry also had a Swiss army knife the first right. time that you saw it? it was like, oh wow, oh, i I'm getting something here mm-hmm.
0: okay, okay, mm-hmm. uh-huh, uh-huh, so heartwarming uh the port stunt stunt at the end, I just took note of because. Every single frame of that stunt is so clearly MacGyver's stunt double. It doesn't look anything <laughs> like him. <laughs> he has a totally different color hair. It's it's a it's long John shot. It's John Samos, actually. It's, it's yeah, it's John Samos. Samos. <laughs> <laughs> he literally turns around and jumps toward the camera, and you can see his face, and it's just not him. Uh, we got to move on. We got to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more with Jen, and we're going to find out where this episode falls on our dt rating system. Stick around. We'll be right back.
2: 2020 has been a dumpster fire. I'm Lori. And I'm Natalie. And together, we are the foremothers of Butt Canyon, a self-sufficient utopia to clean the slate and start again. But we can't let just anyone in. Yeah, like, what if you're annoying? So, every week we'll interview potential residents to see what they can bring to Butt Canyon. You can listen to Settlers wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh my god, that sounded so official.
0: Nailed it! <laughs> So we're back with our guest, my sister, Jen Hartswick. Jen, we were talking about our childhoods growing up. Um, I'm sorry for everything that I did to uh, (laughs) bully you. And uh, (laughs) uh, you were kind of a little shit. Um, But, (laughs) (gasps) Gasp, Um, does this make you nostalgic for anything about our childhood specifically? Or what was it like growing up in the 80s and 90s? And what other TV shows did you like and all of that?
2: I was really... <clears throat> really young in the 80s you yeah, so guys like <laughs> not young. to brag so like you know like 90s was more my jam as far as things i remember on tv tjif yeah. and like yep. family matters and all that kind of stuff when i was like you know 10 um no but you you were a, a good brother and then a terrible brother for like you know four or five years and then you're good for the rest of your life so i'll, I'll <laughs> let's hope so like, you know, well, yeah.
1: No, he's you would have like, a really weird phase in his fifties. It's gonna get really bad.
2: Oh. He's, he's gonna start lighting pine pitch on fire. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We had an awesome childhood of like playing in the woods and and thinking that anything was possible and and building stuff out of nothing. I mean, it's very much yeah. MacGyver. Really, did, like as 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 like silly as it is, like. You know, we used to do that stuff. We'd build stuff out of nothing because our, right. our grandparents were both carpenters. And we'd go and...
0: It was also... I think it was also a function of us being fairly poor. <laughs> yeah. It was like we kind of yeah. had to make our own fun the entire time. Mm-hmm. And if and we were like, wouldn't it, would it be cool if we could make a go-kart? Let's make a go-kart. And we'd try to yeah. find... the And we had that wood.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had wood because we lived in the forest. <laughs> we'd just <Yeah>. go find <laughs> some wood and some nails. saws.
0: You know? Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> like, there was a sawmill on the property. So, you know. That's,
0: oh, my God. I <laughs> Got. Totally normal. <laughs> was, yeah. We had grandparents who sort of – it was sort of known in the family that they didn't have much of a childhood. They had kind of like fucked up childhoods and they then they mm-hmm. found each other, got married, had kids, had a family, had jobs, careers, whatever, and then retired kind of early, bought this plot, plot of land in Vermont and then kind of had their childhoods in their like 60s, 70s. And yeah. so they bought like – chains and their version of a childhood is like, let's play in the woods. So they bought chainsaws and snowmobiles and tractors and they maintained this property. But yeah, my, my grandmother, like, I guess it was her, right. Who learned about like a a bandsaw portable sawmill and bought it and then built a little building around it. And then she would like drag logs out of the woods and make lumber out of it. And that didn't even seem strange. Yeah.
2: That was, that wasn't grandpa's sawmill. That was grandma's. And grandma (laughs) also had like a chainsaw tree, which is a a big log that stands, yeah. <laughs> apart, you know, like vertical and yeah. you put the chainsaws in to store them like one after yeah, the other. Slaps. And that was yeah. grandma's, you know, yeah, that was all like,
0: every, every Yeah, size. like is, my is... grandma
1: had, you know, pie plates. Your <laughs> right. grandma has a chainsaw tree yeah. yep. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you hear it every day.
0: Totally, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there was a lot of that kind of running around, goofing off in the woods. But you're right; like, it's funny to think about how much MacGyver shaped our like idea of what was possible, because it was always mm-hmm. like, yeah. let's get creative and build something together. Like that's kind of what his whole yeah. mantra was. So we did, we did that. Um, we're gonna move on to our next segment. We're going to rate this episode. It's time for it's classified. <laughs>
1: Yes, we are on a mission to figure out what the best episode of MacGyver is. So let's rate the episode.
0: Yeah, all right. Uh, here we go. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, Jen, you go first because you're our guest. How exciting was this episode? Uh, as a whole? The yeah, whole entire you can, episode? You you can like rate this against other episodes of MacGyver or the today's television, whatever you want.
2: So I'm going to say... Action-wise, because it was severely diluted with family nonsense, <laughs> uh, like like a
0: 6.5. Okay, great. Oh, you're the first okay. one to do half points. I love that. Oh, great. good. <laughs> what about you, Annie?
1: I think... Yeah. I, I'm going to say a six, I think, for this. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Some of the, the tricks and, and Grandpa Craft time was yeah. <laughs> cool, but um, I, I feel like that's a different category. So yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. say six for excitement.
0: I think you're right about that. Um, yeah. And I just in terms of like every, almost every time they did something, I thought they should have just run yeah like and I couldn't figure out why (laughs) every time they did something it seemed like it built them this huge lead over them even though like they like they shoot something into the guy's neck they end up in the river two seconds later they come driving by on the jeep and then suddenly they have a 20 minute lead Uh, I just it it made no sense um and a 12 mile lead
1: yes a 12 mile lead and you can't stay out of them
0: so uh on a scale of one to 10, how good was the acting and writing? Those those are one category together, the acting and writing in this episode, Jen.
1: Five and a half. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Annie? I am going to give it a six because I think while there's a lot of bad acting and certainly bad writing, I think that John Anderson, who plays Grandpa Harry, is actually pretty good yeah. by MacGyver standards. So yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he pulls it up <laughs> for me a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. He he does. He has that nice monologue at the end, and there are some moments when you're like, oh, this guy's not a bad actor. He's just got bad material to work with, you know? And they, they really corn it up with him, like, you know, just the bullet just dinged me, and the and the, just there's <laughs> so much garbage voca- vocabulary. It's like they went through, like, a Hick dictionary, <laughs> just put it all in <laughs> yeah. his monologues. Um, uh, I think you're right. I think about a six. Um, sheer innovation. Jen, how uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how good were the gags in this episode, basically the, MacGyver, I mean, the MacGyverisms?
2: I think they were heightened because there were two MacGyvers in this episode. Oh, there's really? Grandpa okay, interesting. Okay. And Grandpa and MacGyver <laughs> yeah. working together elevates it for me, elevates craft time for me. I'm going to say in the seven.
0: Spirit of, in the spirit of Christmas, we'll give it a seven.
2: Well, there's a lot of like little stuff, you know?
0: So yeah, there, I'll go seven. Yeah. You're right. There have been previous episodes where it's felt like, is this even? MacGyver he only did like one thing, and this is definitely like every t- every seven minutes he does something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, what about you, Annie?
1: I'm going to say seven for this category because I thought there were um, a lot. There were there was a volume, and some of them were cool. Um, there's always going to be a couple that I don't like, but. Seven, solid. Okay.
0: I'm going to give it a seven, too, across the board. It would be higher, but I just couldn't get over the exploding pine cones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, 80s cool factor is our last category. Um, how cool was this as it compares to anything else on in the 80s? Um, how nostalgic did it make you for the 80s, etc.? Uh
2: Because I still think he's handsome in 80s. Mm-hmm. Seven.
0: Okay. He is <laughs> Seven handsome. cool factor. What about you, Annie?
2: So I am giving
1: this an eight because I loved his look with the vest over the flannel. You did. I
0: <laughs> loved it. I can't believe I, we didn't talk about this. Uh, <laughs>
1: I, yeah. What a look. What an outfit. Yeah. Uh, you would see that on the streets of Brooklyn or San Francisco today. That's true. Um, <laughs> right. Yes.
0: Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. It was the, the way you layered in the eighties with the like sort of turtleneck and the flannel and the vest is like very, yeah. that
1: is my kind of yeah. dress code. Yeah. I mean, at the more of my body that I can cover with as many layers as I can <laughs> is how I prefer to dress. And it is <laughs> like, I don't care how hot you are, Richard Dean Anderson. Yeah. I want to see you in multiple layers. <laughs> <Amazing>. <laughs> um,
0: uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go seven and a half. I'm going to go right in the middle. I, I hated the beach scene at the beginning, but I also, it's very eighties, like a beach volleyball scene where the guy, the hero is looking at girls in bikinis is very eighties. Um, Okay, so. And, like the uh,
2: style of bikini is amazing with the super yeah, right? high cut. Yeah, yeah.
0: super yeah. high
1: cut. <laughs> one thing we haven't got to is like we haven't had any like cool rock and roll, like Joy Division, you know, subculture
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, in this show yet. And I really hope we have some sort of uh, episode where we we have him in that setting. I would I, love I to see that. I can think of
0: one. So I remember like specific episodes in my head. Like, maybe half a dozen from my whole childhood. I remember, Mm -hmm. there's one I'm thinking of right now, which you are not going to (laughs) like. That would, that would fit that description. So I can't wait. Can't wait for that one. Um, All right. So we have three bonus categories. If any uh, of these things is true, it'll get an extra five points. So does he help out an old friend in this episode? Not really. Uh, He's estranged from his grandfather. So I wouldn't call that that. Does an ex-girlfriend make an appearance? No, certainly not the lady general. And is he detained against his will? Um, is he detained against his will in this one?
1: No. Yeah. It's he's this is like a very escape-focused, running-focused episode. Yeah, so right. no. Right, right, right,
0: right. Great. Uh well, that concludes uh it's classified. Now it's time to reveal the results. Uh, out of a total, 135 possible points, this episode receives 79.5 points, making it the Third best episode of MacGyver wow. We've Watched so far. <laughs> so that puts it um, just below Thief of Budapest and just above the heist. Uh, number one is still Last Stand, which I know Annie hates. Um, <laughs> so she hates that it beat out Thief of Budapest. I know. So not bad. Not bad. It's solidly up there. We're gonna, That's one of the ones to beat, I think, going forward. Yeah. Jen, um, Tell people where they can find you online and where they can find out what you're doing next and uh, anything else you want people to know about you, where to find you.
2: Okay. Well, um, you can always find me at JenniferHartswick.com. And we are doing a show in Denver on October 9th at a place called New Conscious, K-N-E-W, new. Um, And it'll be me and Nick Casarino Socially distanced, seated, uh, live music for the first time in a really like in seven months. So y-
0: yes, you we really didn't talk about it much, it. but you and guitarist Nick Casarino have a duo that is just absolutely incredible. You play a lot of jazz standards and funk and originals, and it is phenomenal. So if you have a chance to ever see that live, take it. Thanks. Um, yeah. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for the call. Oh, I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> We're estranged. Uh, we
2: haven't spoken in right, 28 years. Right,
0: right, right. <laughs> Let's talk about it for 20 minutes. All right, friends. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Uh, please subscribe and rate and review this podcast and tell uh, everyone you know about this show. If you want to watch old episodes of MacGyver along with us, they are available on CBS All Access, or you can buy them on Amazon for a buck an episode. Next week, we're going to be breaking down Season 1, Episode 11, Nightmares. Take care, everybody. And remember, in the immortal words of our buddy Mac... Friends Friends are the the adventures adventures of life. life. (laughs) Fantastic. Bye, everybody.